Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, and welcome to Beit Tehillah, Beit Tehillah's Community Podcast this week. Just want to let everybody know that Ryan's taking some time off at this time, but I'm here uh, in the studio, ready to rock and roll this particular Torah portion. Uh, this week's Torah portion is titled, Vayelech, and he went. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 30. So once again, we are in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Just another friendly reminder to lay out this. I know it's redundant, but I'd like to remind all of you that Deuteronomy is the book of remembrance the book of remembrance. Remember, these are the last words of a dying man, this book of Deuteronomy. It's an incredible book. Uh, we have five key words found in the book of Deuteronomy. We have the word remember, obey, blessing, curse, and covenant. Just another friendly reminder that this book of Deuteronomy is broken up into four parts. Chapters 1 through 4 are remembrances of the past. Once again, chapters 1 through 4, remembrances of the past. We have take heed, lest thou forget. And then, of course, we go into chapter 4, verse 44, all the way through chapter 26 in Deuteronomy. This will be the commandments for the present. Commandments for the present. We have the Ten Commandments. We also have the related commandments. Now, the third part of this book is very interesting. It deals with blessings and cursings. Chapters 27 through 30 are options affecting the future. So just remember this. This is, a, this is a book, the Torah contains five books, but it is a book that is 3,500 years old. And here we have chapters 27 through 30 are options affecting the future. But now where are we going? We're in chapter 31. Chapters 31 through 34 are the parting words of Moses. So Moses died, and we're going to see all this as we see it unfold before our very eyes. So let's go ahead and begin to look at Vayelech, and he went. Once again, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 30. Just one chapter in this particular portion. We have, of course, uh, let's see here. We have Joshua is appointed the new leader. That's right. Joshua is appointed the new leader. So how old was Moses when he made Joshua the new leader of the people? Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 2, he was 120 years old. Think about that, everyone. Moses was, is going to be 120 years old when he dies, and the Lord takes him. Uh, something to think about. Uh, Moses was 40 when he fled out of Egypt after murdering an Egyptian for bringing harm to one of his people. Uh, he murdered an Egyptian and had to become a fugitive. Yes, he left Egypt in haste. He took off out of there. The interesting thing is he goes to Midian, and he, of course, he's Runs into Jethro and his daughters, and he, he marries one of Jethro's daughters, has two sons. And when he was 80 years old, that is when God called Moses to be the deliverer. Once again, he was 80 years old when God called him to be the deliverer, to go up and to face the greatest known empire of that time, Egypt and Pharaoh. And he was 80 years old. Uh, so once again, here we are. He's 120 years old at his death. So what an incredible life Moses had. He is the man. Remember that. Now, he goes on to say, uh, and it's a great question, 
Did the Lord say to Moses that the people would go whoring after his death? The Lord is telling Moses, listen, these people are going to come to the promised land, but they're, you know, going to prostitute themselves. They're going to go whoring. They're going to forsake me. The answer is yes. Yes, they would do that. Now, in hindsight, we know that they did this. We know that they did this. So question number three, did the Lord tell Moses that after his death, the people would break the covenant? Once again, yes, yes. See, this is all building up, folks. I mean, it doesn't seem very encouraging, but it it really is because, once again, we have read the end of the book, and we win, and it's a happy ending, once upon a time. Uh, Question number four, what two things would befall the people as a result of God's anger for breaking the covenant? What would happen? What would happen? You know, God's got emotions. God shows joy and happiness. God can get angry. Do, Do you get angry? Absolutely. So the two things that would befall the people are evils and troubles. Remember that, evils and troubles. Not good, not good. And so as we move forward, uh, what did Moses teach the children of Israel besides the law? Deuteronomy 31, 19, let me read this to you. Now therefore write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. So, brothers and sisters, we're going to be going into the song of Moses in the next door portion, Ha'azinu. But once again, uh, he's going to create this song, and it's pretty fascinating. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 21, look at this. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness. For I know their imagination, which they go about, even now, before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Many evils and troubles befallen them. This song will be a witness against them. We know in hindsight, as we look at Jewish history, a lot of bad things have happened to the Jewish people, leading up to, of course, the Holocaust. Okay? And Holocaust means burnt. You know, and and if you think about, uh, you know, these death camps, if you think about the ovens, uh, what is a holocaust? But it's a, it's a burnt, the bodies were burned up into ashes. And what comes from the ashes? But beauty comes from ashes. The nation of Israel was born after the holocaust. So I want to just submit this to you that now that they are in the land, I don't believe that God will ever, ever take them out. Uh, and that's, a, of course, a, a scriptural reference as well found in Amos. We'll talk about that later, but not right now. So we know that they've had a lot of troubles, but once again, Israel is a nation. They've come back. Uh, Jerusalem is fully reunited. Uh, even the embassy, the U.S. embassy, is located in Jerusalem now. So look at this. So where was the book of the law placed? Where was the book of the law placed? The side of the ark. The side of the ark. So once again, the law was placed on the side of the ark. What other two things are found inside the ark? The rod of Aaron and a jar of manna. Isn't that interesting? The three things that are found in the ark that are supposed to be there is Aaron's rod, the the manna in a jar, and the Torah. So think about it. What does this represent? It represents leadership, the rod of Aaron, right? Leadership, the rod, the staff, the priesthood, whatever you want to call it. Then, of course, the Ten Commandments, because if the if the rod is, of course, Aaron, it's ironic. It's like the ironic blessing. I mean, think about it. You have the commandments, 
and that's what the priests are supposed to teach are the commandments. And manna is, of course, the provision. And manna means, what is this? Like angel food, you know? So, so think about it. That's, that's pretty cool. And what did Moses say would befall the people in the latter days because of their disobedience? What did Moses say would befall the people in the latter days because of their disobedience? Evil would befall them. Evil. There's some interesting verses dealing with the word latter. Genesis 49.1, I love this one. This is in reference to all of the tribes, basically. Uh, you know, uh, all 12 of them, they were going to receive a blessing from, from Jacob. And uh, we're going to look at this. I'm just flipping back here to Genesis. Uh, we'll be going back into Genesis just as soon as the uh, feasts are over. We'll be starting a brand new Torah cycle. So I'm going to look at Genesis 49.1. Here we go. Flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. Here we go. Jacob gives a blessing to all his sons. Genesis 49.1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will, which that which shall befall you in the last days. Once again, and Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Acharot. Okay, the last days, the latter days. You know, it's interesting as you begin to look at uh, certain references like Jacob's trouble. So do you really want to be Israel? Do you really want to be grafted in? Jacob's trouble. Think about it, you know. Uh, there's a lot of animosity against Israel, against Jacob. And there's, there's trouble there. We know that there's trouble, but we're going to make it. Amen. So that's Genesis 49. I'm, I'm led to go to Hosea 3.5. Hosea 3.5. Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Basically, in the end. So in Hosea 3.5, we have, Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Come on, somebody. Isn't that exciting? In the latter days. That is exceptional. So once again, this, this particular uh, Torah portion is, is, we're done. We're done with this Torah portion. It's Deuteronomy 31, verses 1 through 30, and it's Vayelech, and he went. Um, let's see this here. And this will lead us up to uh, next week, uh, the Song of Moses. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 30, And Moses spake in the ears of all the congregation and of Israel, the words of this song until they were ended. So we're going to be going into the Song of Moses next week, but I got a little bonus package for you here. I still have some time for this awesome podcast. I have time. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at the half Torah. I want to read to you a portion of the half Torah. Now, once again, we have the Torah portions, which represents the law, the teachings and instructions. And along with that portion, every week there is a half Torah. This is a reading from the prophets, okay? So this is called the bonus package. You have the law and the prophets every week. So in, in this particular half Torah, it's Isaiah 55, 6 through 56, 8. So once again, the half Torah is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55 and verse 6, all the way through chapter 56 and verse 8. And I just want to read to you Isaiah 56, verses 6 through 8. Isaiah chapter 56, verses 6 through 8. This is, this is very interesting. 
Also, the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and take hold of my covenant. Listen, and the sons of the stranger, those coming out of the nations, to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant. What covenant is that? It's the Mosaic covenant. That's what it is. It's the Mosaic covenant. How many of you are keeping the Shabbat, the Sabbath, and you're not even Jewish? This is an incredible phenomenon. You know, you tell people you keep the Shabbat, and they ask, oh, are you a Seventh-day Adventist, right? Because they keep the Sabbath. Continuing on in verse 7 of chapter 56 in the half Torah. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Do you remember the situation? Remember the temple? Remember Yeshua turning those tables over and crying out? He said, listen, mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Think about it. This is what he was so upset about. It was just, it was just crookedness, you know, cheating people and all kinds of things. Think about it. In verse 8, it says, The Lord God, which gathereth the outcasts of Israel, saith, Yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. So we see this gathering taking place in the state of Israel with Judah, the Jewish people, coming to the land, setting up homes and settlements and, you know, growing the economy, growing the, the nation. It's the only democracy over there is the nation of Israel, the state of Israel. But look at what's happening, everyone. Out of the nations, the non-Jews, the Gentiles, are coming to the Shabbat. They're coming to the Torah. God is writing Torah on minds and hearts on people that aren't even Jewish. So think about it, everyone. This is an incredible half Torah. It really, really is. So many times we just say, oh, look, the Jews are going back to the land. That's great, but that's only one part. So if you're listening to this podcast and the Father is writing his Torah on your mind and your heart, that's what you need to think about. That's what you need to think about. There's two main things that are happening right now, and think about it, everyone to be the seed of Abraham, and to have the Torah. Think about it. If you're in Christ, you are the seed of Abraham. This is what Galatians says to us. And you have the Torah. The Torah is a difference maker. It's the teachings and instructions, everyone. So this is incredible. You know, it's such an honor for me to be here with you on this podcast. It really, truly, truly is. And I just want to thank all of you that are listening and taking it to heart and share this podcast uh, with everyone else. Share it with others. Because the purpose of this podcast is to share the Torah with others, to have uh, Christians and, and Jews back into the Torah, reading the Torah portions. That's really our goal, is to promote the Torah, to read it and to do it and to know that it's applicable today. And so with the bonus package, of course, I've shared with you uh, the, the weekly Torah portion. I shared a little bit of the half Torah. And now that we are, of course, officially in the 10 days of all, heading towards Yom Kippur, I would like to just share with you uh, a little bit about the 10 days of all. Uh, actually, the 10 days of all start on Yom Teruah and they end on Yom Kippur. Okay, they end on Yom Kippur. So what are the dates? Uh, September 9th in the eve. So we're, we're, in, we're in the 10 days of all right now. All the way through September 18th in the evening. Because that's going to lead us right up to Yom Kippur. So once again, it's going to go Tishri 1. 
to Tishri 10 in the Hebrew calendar, in the seventh month. So there's your dates, September 9th in the eve, and it will conclude on September 18th in the evening, leading, of course, to Yom Kippur. These are the 10 days of all. I would continue to say that Yom Kippur, the day itself, is actually uh, part of the 10 days of all. And at the close of the 19th, uh, you'll see where uh, the Nila, the closing of the gates, is going to happen. Uh, so once again, we need to look at this. Before we can celebrate the fall feast, we need to go through the 10 days of all. Amen. We're going to go through the 10 days of all because we've just celebrated Yom Teruah. And the number 10 means minion. It's the number of Jews required for a service, okay? The number of uh, Jews required for a service, if you're going to do a public prayer, you have to have 10 Jews. Amen. So, in Genesis chapter 18, verses 23 through 32, Yahweh said he would not destroy the city if he found 10 righteous men. Remember that? Well, guess what? He did not find 10 righteous men in the city, so therefore it was to be destroyed. We got Lot and, and his wife were, were leaving and his two daughters, so there were four. It seems to me there was only four righteous people in that city. So as we look at the number 10, it's a fascinating number. Once again, it's, it's uh, the number 10 of the Bible. We can find some examples here. How about the 10 tests of Abraham? The 10 tests of Abraham. I don't have it in here, but Abraham passed those tests. The sad thing is the children of Israel as a collective whole, they tested God 10 times and then they failed. There was a breach of promise. And actually they, uh, uh, they had to, of course, one generation had to die in the wilderness because there was a breach of promise. The children of Israel believed in the 10 spies. They couldn't take the land. It was never meant for them to go to see if they could take the land. They were actually sent over there as tourists to check out what they're going to get and all the sites they're going to see. They weren't sent over there. You, got, you need to know this, everyone. God's going to bring you into the promised land. Don't doubt it for a minute. Don't try to figure it out. He's going to bring you to the promised land. He's going to do it. I don't care what it's going to take. I don't care how he's going to do it. But don't have a breach in the promise because they died in the wilderness. Why? They had unbelief. Continuing on in the number 10. Abraham's servant journeyed with 10 camels when pursuing a bride for Isaac. And who was the servant of Abraham? Eliezer. He had 10 camels when pursuing a bride for Isaac. You know, I did a teaching not too long ago. A woman will encompass a man. You know, this goes against the culture pretty much. A woman will encompass a man. Think about it. That's incredible. The bride is pursuing the bridegroom. Come on, somebody. Ten camels represents the ten tribes. It's really cool. Looking for a bride, you know. The bride's in the mix there. The bride's among the commonwealth of Israel. There she is. How many of you know we have ten kings in Daniel 7, 24 and 25 and Revelation 17, 12? We know in the uh, prophecies in Daniel and especially in the vision about the empires, uh, in this image that's made out of different metals, you know, as we move down into the legs, uh, the Roman Empire, this is where you get the revived Roman Empire. And we know that this particular image is standing when it's struck down. Uh, you know, it's going to be struck down in the future. So we know that it has to be standing in the end. So the Babylonians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans are going to come crashing down. So uh, the cool thing about this 10 Kings prophecy is that we won't know who the Antichrist is until you have 10 kings in the last days, and this particular gentleman will usurp three of them, representing the 10 toes. Uh, most of the uh, prophecy teachers and researchers would say that we are in the heels of this particular image uh, in Daniel, 
and of course, partly of iron, partly of clay. So something to think about. We're there, folks. It's getting good. The letter Yod is the 10th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. The letter Yod is the 10th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Yod also means hand. So think about that. It's the 10th letter, the Yod. Think about it. Yod, hey, vav, hey. Yod, hey, vav, hey. Yahweh, Yahweh. Do you see that? The Yod. We have, of course, 10 fingers and 10 toes. How about in 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 31 and 35? This is where we get the 10 tribes. Remember, God divided the kingdom. Study biblical history, everyone. It's, it's yours for the taking. It's yours for the, for, for, the, for the taking. Just take it. God divided the kingdom to northern and southern kingdoms. And if he divided it and took it apart, he will put it back together. And that's what's happening in the earth today. And that's why there's controversy and confusion. It's because people have their own eschatology in their own minds. They're a legend in their own mind. They got this all figured out on their their own. But guess what? His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Now, how about this? We have the parable of the 10 virgins. Five are foolish and don't have oil, but five do. Which side of the door are you going to be on? Do you have oil in your lamp right now? You need the Holy Spirit. We need the Ruach HaKodesh, amen? He is, he is our teacher. He will lead and guide us. He's our comforter. Uh, we have, of course, an interesting prophecy in Zechariah 8.23. I love this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, 10 men from all the nations will grasp the garment of a Jew, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Wait a minute. 10 men from all the nations will grasp the garment of a Jew, the Gentiles are coming out of the nations, grabbing the tzitzit of the Jew. We have heard that God is with you, everyone. God's not done with the Jewish people. They are the chosen people. They, they, they have the promises of God placed upon them. Does everybody understand that? Paul says they're blinded to the gospel. They're blinded to Yeshua as the Messiah. But I'm telling you all, those promises are still good for the Jewish people. The promises made to the Jewish people are still good. So what's happening is there's this reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles happening right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you love the idea of of the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles, you just stay tuned. Check out Beit Tehillah because it's happening right now. And this is symbolic of the 10 tribes. I'm, I'm telling you, the tribes are not lost. God knows where they're at. How about this in Revelation 2.10? Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Wow, 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Wow, unbelievable. The church in Smyrna. Once again, after that, he was seen of of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. 1 Corinthians 15, 6. I'm coming to the number 10 here because Yeshua, before he ascended, he showed himself to 500 brethren. And Paul simply saying, hey, some are alive and still remain, but some have fallen asleep. Some have gone on to be with the Lord, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 6. So think about this, everyone. He showed himself to around 500 people. Now in Acts 1, 3, it says, to these he also presented himself, alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days 
and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. So he, he shows himself to 500 people for 40 days before he ascends. Everybody sees that. Guess what? Think about it. The season of Teshuvah is almost 40 days. But here we have this period of time, which is what? The counting of the Omer. And in Acts 1.15, at this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren. A gathering of about 120 persons was there together. And he said, and it goes on to say, but Acts 1.15. So he showed himself to 500 people, but only 120 were together in Acts 2 to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. But what were they doing, everyone? They were celebrating Shavuot, Pentecost. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came down. Listen, brothers and sisters, when you are obedient, when you are obedient, God sends his spirit, his Holy Spirit. So the 10 days of all begin with Yom Teruah and end on Yom Kippur. These are called the 10 days of repentance. So remember, Yeshua ascended. He showed himself to 500 people on the 40th day. They only had to wait 10 days. Incredible things are happening, everyone. We had a congregation from West Palm Beach come, a Haitian congregation with uh, Pastor Jean, and they came and celebrated uh, the Feast of Yom Teruah Trumpets with us. And I'm telling you, everybody, the church is going to get their Hebrew roots. The church is going to start celebrating the feast, and we're going to see a revival like you've never seen before. Amen. If you're listening to this, pray for the church to celebrate the feast. That's what's going to break breakthrough and bust out. That's what's going to bring revival. Amen. If you could bring anything to the church, let's get them to celebrate the feast because Jesus fulfilled the spring feast. He will fulfill the fall feast. So that's a wrap. That's the podcast. That's the half Torah. That's the 10 days of all, everyone. And I'm telling you, I am so blessed and thankful for all of you that are listening. Spread the word. Challenge people. Just get this podcast out, right, through SoundCloud Podcasts. If you have an Android or or iPhone, it doesn't matter. The Torah is going to go forth. His word will not come back null and void. I'll be praying for you that you have a great time of the 10 days of all, preparing us, of course, for Yom Kippur. I'll be praying for you. And if you have any questions or you would like to contact us, you can call the office or even you can actually email me, uh, Pastor Nick at twopraise.net. You should have that information. Love to hear from you. Love to get some feedback. And once again, just put a good report in there on the podcast because, hey, look up because your redemption draweth.